Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I am your host, Stephanie Kratz. Stephanie, how was your week off? It was fine. It seemed like you did many things. I did. I did a lot of things. You watched a movie a few times. <laughs> I saw Spider-Man. You saw a play or oh, a uh, musical? Uh, uh, or... Let, 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 I will explain. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'll sit back and enjoy. <laughs> I went to Hartford to visit Stacy. Hello, Stacy. She's probably not listening to this correct. one because it's a Battlestar episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in yeah. She's in Hartford-ish area. Connecticut. Um, and we saw Spider-Man twice, once together, and then once with her daughter. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Midsummer, mm-hmm. which I'm obsessed with. It is really, really good. You should go see it. I'm going to tell everybody to go see it because it's so good. Midsummer is a movie? It is a movie. Okay. Starring Florence Poog. I think that's how you say her last name. I don't uh-huh. know. But she's going to be in Black Widow, which is exciting. Okay. And she was really good. And that movie was really good. Anyway. hmm And I saw Annabelle Comes Home starring McKenna Grace, who I also love. She's a precious baby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I went to Philadelphia. We went to Philadelphia. And they ran up the steps that Rocky did and put their hands in the air and said, we did it. No. Okay. However, it was very sunny. In Philly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you go to Patty's Pub? No. Uh-uh. However, we did go to the Eastern State Penitentiary. Okay. Which was very spooky. What did you guys do to and deserve to go there? Spoopy. Um, I mean... Was it just like a we really should have gone there? Small B and E carjacking. We we really should have gone there after the Marvel exhibit because of all the heists that we planned. Uh huh. Because you know all the things we wanted to steal at the Marvel exhibit. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, but the the penitentiary was very creepy and cool and old and dark and suffocating at times because it was like ninety degrees, mm-hmm. maybe ninety five degrees. I don't know. It was really hot. There was no air conditioning. It was very. I'm assuming this is a closed penitentiary. I mean, there's the cell blocks are closed in, but like then there's like the big open space in the middle, and like it looks like a castle. I mean, it's closed as in there's no longer oh, inmates there. Oh, yes, 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 correct. You weren't like responding to a uh, <laughs> inmate love letter that you were going no, for I a was, conjugal visit or something. I was not. It was, okay. uh, yeah, it was like a tour gotcha. of the place, but it was like a guided tour. There was a, a, an audio tour uh, narrated by Steve Buscemi, of all people. That mm-hmm. was very strange. Okay. Yes. But yeah, it was interesting. It's because he broke out of there five times. <laughs> he was there, or he knew of it because he was scoping it out for a movie location one time. So. Gotcha. Uh, so then, yeah, so we did that. It was very spooky. We got some weird vibes, some weird places. And then we went to the Franklin Institute, which has the Marvel exhibit. And oh man, mm-hmm. there were real Iron Man suits that, that Robert Downey Jr. wore mm-hmm. in the movie. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. And then also Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow costume from Age of Ultron. That mm-hmm. was also really cool. And there were some Captain costumes. There was all the, yeah, Cap and Winter Soldier and, and Tom Holland's Spider Man and the Black Panther people. T'Challa and Okoye and Shuri, I believe. They just put them in there? Yeah. Just, I mean, that's kind of They're just in a rude. glass case, I, I mean, know, right? Uh, did, uh, I mean, did they have AC? They did. Was there food? Did food come up right down I mean, the it's floor? Pos- it's possible. I'm not sure okay. of just the conditions. Sure. Uh, there, <laughs> then uh, Jessica Jones, or not Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage's outfit, uh, Daredevil's yes, I commented on. Uh, costume. On your photo of... Uh, Luke Cage's oh, sweatshirt. Yes, yes, it was funny. Thank you. And then there was Kingpins and uh, Jessica. That guy's name. Jessica. Who's that? Uh, David Tennant. Oh, okay. Yes. What the hell is his name? His name was... Just disappeared from my brain. His name was... 
Killed Grave. Yep. There Good we job. go. Wow. Killed Grave. You almost said Killed Joy. I saw it. I did. Because <laughs> that's what his character did for us. <laughs> but his name was Killgrave. Yes. So, yeah. All those cool things. And Stacey and I kept, we like, kept going back and just staring at the townie suits. <laughs> and I was just hugging the Black Widow case. It was was just... there, was, were they, did they say what they were made out of, out of curiosity? They did. They had um, plates, like plaques. Because uh... I saw in your photo they had uh, Mark 1. Was Mark 2 there? They had uh, Mark 1. Mark 3. Mark 3 and then um, Mark Iron Man <laughs> 3. I don't know which one that was. Mark 40 or something like that or Mark 20 something. Oh, the one um, that would uh, attach to him remotely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mark three is made out of plastic, resin, metal, and wood. <laughs> He's plastic, resin, metal, and wood man. Yep. Plastic, resin, metal, leather, wood, wool is for Mark one. And if you look really closely, you can see that his pants are like dress suit pants. I thought that was cool because it was clearly like what he was wearing a suit when he got captured. Uh-huh. So I thought that was a cool touch. Oh, in the Mark. Oh, yeah, they in the had Mark the One. Under, they had the yeah, they had the clothing. clothes. Yeah, oh. you could see his pants poking through, and they were like pinstriped, wow. like very faint pinstripes. Nice. That was awesome. And then yeah, they also had this the suitcase that you know he steps into. Saw that. Too, That's yeah. like one of my favorite suit ups. Um, and then they had the arc reactor from Infinity War, the mm-hmm. nano mm-hmm. particles one, the nanobit ones. Yes. Yeah. So that was very cool. Tonight's subject matter will include nanobots. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so well, the, I have good proof. If oh my God, I have the opposite. One. So many nanobot proofs were made clear in <laughs> sure. this episode. I think the opposite, but okay. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then we went to New York City, mm-hmm. and we stood on a corner and said, "Hey, we're walking here." <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> we went to see "Burn This," starring Carrie Russell and Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I had literally no idea what it was going to be about. I knew nothing about it, just that they well, were in it. obviously, they're going to hold something up and say, burn this. Kind of. They, and then Adam it was Driver is going like to get a this. lighter out, but it won't light. That's why it's a two-hour show, because it's <laughs> out of fuel. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, come on. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm trying. She goes, how come you can't perform when you're near me? It's a big thing. <laughs> But it started with her sitting on the floor, smoking and drinking a, a glass of vodka. And I was like, oh, it's the Americans. She was burning that. And that made me happy. Mm-hmm. She was adorable. And it was about, and she was like a ballet dancer in it. So that made me really happy also. She didn't do any ballet. It was like all like, it all took place in this apartment. So okay. it was like off screen, she would do things. And then Adam Driver is like gigantic. He's so tall. By off screen, you mean off stage? Yeah, off stage. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Weird, the weirdest uh, uh, play we ever went uh-huh. and saw. I mean, instead of the actors actually acting it out every night, it's just a projection <laughs> on a big screen. Some might call it a movie. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I wish it was a movie so I could watch it over and over again. It was so good. But then we went to eat at the counter, which is my favorite burger place. Okay. You should all go there. It's in Times Square. It's really delicious. Just FYI. Was there plenty of counter space? There was. Is that all they have is counters? No, they have tables. But the oh. first time we ate there, we ate at the counter. Okay. This time we ate at a table. Just curious. And then we saw Hamilton. Again. Again. It was very cool. I was very close. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. The king, the king was really, really, really good in this one. It, was he different than the one you saw before? Yeah, because everyone- Because you've seen it in New York twice. No, I've only seen it in Chicago. Oh. Oh, then Caitlin's the one that's seen it in New York yeah. twice. Well, we know Hamilton was different. Who who did Hamilton? Uh, I don't remember what his name was, but he was really good and he was really hot. And he was really tall, which is strange. <laughs> I feel like every Hamilton, Hamilton I've seen is short. really short. How about Burr? Who did Burr? I don't know any of their names. I know that the guy who was Lafayette and Jefferson was plays the genie in the Aladdin Broadway production. Okay. Did his, you... his Lafayette wasn't very good. His Jefferson was really good. Okay. So. Some, some constructive notes for him. <laughs> yeah, he, he also he also forgot his lines at one point during. That's a, embarrassing. Yeah, but he made it. He played it off like the mic cut out, 
it was like very it was like a talented forgetting your lines moment okay <laughs> like he like there was just silence and then he like was like eh, eh. and then he like said a word that he remembered and then like stopped again and then he like caught up to it again so he made it sound like his his mic cut out but he really just forgot the line <laughs> very nice that's some quick thinking on uh, those their feet there and then the hamilton like didn't miss a beat he just like kept responding to him yeah i was like wow good job wow. he like filled it in wow it was very weird that's pretty cool you got to see a one-time only screw up <laughs> Then I was like anxious though, because then I was like, "Oh no, is he okay? Like, will he keep? <laughs> will he remember?" <laughs> is he still? having? Is that? Is this what an aneurysm looks like? Because he was about to do the song that's a lot of really intense Jefferson rapping, uh-huh. um, where he just is like, "This is this is this is this kid is out." That song, yeah. So that's a lot of intense rapping and quick Jefferson rapping. So I was like, "Oh man, he's got a tough song coming up. I hope he can hack it." Maybe he was just anticipating and that and just like. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, had a brain fart for a moment. Yeah, he did. He nailed the rest like of it. Like those times yeah. I drive home and don't remember the drive home. Cool. <laughs> it happens. It's true. I walk home sometimes. Where you just space out while you're driving. Yeah, sometimes I am walking home from the train and I'm texting or just like thinking and listening to music and then suddenly I'm at the building and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Here I am. <laughs> when did I pass fifth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was my trip. I went swimming, hung out with B and Stacy, and it was fun. B's her daughter. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, and to and today we're recording on Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven, which is also the day of Hamilton and Burr's duel. <gasps> were there free Slurpees at their duel? I'm just curious. <laughs> there better have been. <laughs> That's what they. That's what they got after. That's the what duel. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them at least. Well, it was at dawn, so maybe they had to wait a few hours. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's you know they don't do seven seven a.m. to eleven p.m., which to me just seems like a big mess when you're doing eleven to eleven a.m. to seven p.m. I'm just just saying, if you can do it that way, why don't you just change the name of the store to eleven seven? It's true. It's weird. Did you get a Slurpee? No. Why not? Because when I actually went to 7-Eleven today and there wasn't a line, I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> that was after we spoke you about it. You silly goose. <laughs> there was such a long line. It only took like five minutes to get through. And by the time I got to the machines, all of them were do not use, like all of them, but like a peach one was do not use. And I'm like, I don't want that. Or so peach you... mango. So I waited and then. Maybe that's why they do it 11 to 7 because the machines can't keep up. It's true. And then I like went up to the the yeah. blue the blue one and yeah. that one said do not use but I still used it and it came out slurpy. It did. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. You broke the rules, Stephanie. I did, but I wanted my slurpy. And I wanted it to be blue. Give me some blue slurpy. My name is Stephanie Gretz, <laughs> and and I am a podcast host. And I will have my blue survey. Damn right. Give me my blue survey. And then it's after a perfect you, impression of me. Then after you had it, you're like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And then See, I sat all, on the all steps. All right the world again. I sat on the steps of a plaza and sipped, my, slurped my Slurpee. Slurped your Slurpee. Mm-hmm. And then went back to work. I enjoyed my thing when you said you were going to sip your sip and soup. And then slurp my slurpee. And then I said, you're gonna, so they can go slurp your slurpee through your, through your slurper? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My slurper. Mm-hmm. And then this is when you told me you've led young B down a bad path? Yes, I taught her about saying slurper. I was like, she was like, I want a straw. And I was like, you know what's funny? Sometimes I call my straw a slurper. And then she's like, ha ha, slurper. And then she said it a bunch of times. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> It's going to become a synonym for a straw and, you know, uh, whatever that thing's called. Thesaurus. Thesaurus? Thesaurus? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a ha- make it a happen. You're going to make it a happen? I'm going to make it I'm a happen. I'm going to make it a happen. That's going to be a synonym for making it a thing. I'm going to make it a happen. I'm going to make it a happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, I guess... <clears throat> 
So should we start the episode? So should we jump in is what I was actually going to say. Jump. (laughs) No, the words are shout. Shout. Let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Come on. That's what the people want to hear. So, when we last did Battlestar Galactica, yes, it was part one of a two-parter. Yes. And this is the two-parter. This is part two. And also the finale of season one. Yes. So, some stuff goes down. I know. Did you watch it? I watched it. I know you did. I'm just making sure everyone else knows. Oh, yes. Yes, I almost came unprepared for watching <laughs> next week's content. But then last night I had the bright idea that maybe I should double check. And I'm like, good thing I looked. <laughs> hey, whatever works. And I also watched it like an hour before you got here. Maybe, no, not an hour. I watched it at like 6.30. So you should all be fresh in your, it is very in your fresh. brain bits. But then I was watching Bachelorette, so now I'm just angry at the Bachelorette. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to refocus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Refocus. Mm-hmm. So, don't know why you kept that guy around. I don't know. Luke P sucks, guys. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, Hopefully, he'll be gone by the time this airs. Actually, I haven't seen last week's episode, so I hope he's gone. But who knows? He, uh, he just, uh, he has given so many statements that I would think you would be like. He would have been I gone won't. week one. God, he's the worst. But it's that it's that Greek god body that really. He's not. Uh, he's not even him. good looking. I'm just, maybe she likes doughy looking dudes. I don't know. With a beer belly. I'm just, you know. His beard looks like it's like pasted on. It doesn't it even is. look real. It's fake. It's, it's so a, weird. Yeah, he does that every morning. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, he pulls out the uh, whatever, I can't remember what it's called. Not the, uh, it's definitely not. Um, spirit gum? It's not spirit gum. It's the good <laughs> one. Whatever that one's called that I can't remember the name of right now. Uh, yeah, he's just the worst, and he slut shames her all the time. Anyway, so previously on previously Battle on Battlestar Galactica, they all were going to this planet called Cobol because they think it will help lead them to Earth. They also partly want to settle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's a gazillion Cylons in the sky outside of the planet, and yeah, you know, a uh, base ship as well. So they they need to accident. like blow up the base ship so they can chill there. And then also Rosalind thinks that if they can get to Caprica and get this thing called the Arrow of Apollo, they can find their way to Earth because, you know, prophecies, et cetera, et cetera. I think Apollo should have remembered to pack it, but maybe he was in a rush. It's true. Actually, he wasn't on the planet. That's right. He was up on the ship. He was thinking he was going to go back home where he could get his arrow. Which one? The Arrow of Apollo. Who are you talking about, though? Apollo. Oh, Apollo. His his own arrow. His own arrow, yeah. <laughs> but he was just, you know, he was just there for something, you know, that was, that was uh, you know, a, a display before Galactica became a museum. He didn't yeah. know, you it's know, okay. that things just went down. So instead, Laura Roslin asked Starbuck if she could go get it mm-hmm. instead of blowing up the base ship. That was going to be her plan. Right. So Starbuck was like, Tee bye. And she jumped away to Caprica. And then also the raptors that were exploring Kobol got caught in the cross. Well, they were trying to like kill some of the Cylons, I think. And then they got blown up and like spiraled down to the planet. No, what happened was they were going back. So I can't remember. Uh, they, uh, I can't remember who happened upon it. It was. Not hot dog. What's his crash down and somebody else happened upon it. And then they went. Chief Cali Gaius. No, this was on the return. So crash down and whomever came upon it and then came back. And then now they were, they were sending, this is what happened last week. They were sending a recon mission. Right. And when they went back, they. That's when the Cylons were there. Yes. So when they, when they, whatever, when they light jumped, what's it called? FTL. FTL. When they arrived from the FTL, they arrived in cross traffic, and that's when you know the one raider blasted through one, hit another. I mean, it wasn't like it was a fight; it just happened because they 
the tree came from nowhere yeah <laughs> sort of situation that raptor came out of nowhere it's true oh my gosh it did so yeah then they some of and the... now the cylons are going to have you know increased insurance rates because of their accident because they didn't go <laughs> with uh prudential or whoever that won't give Geico. you a, won't give you a i think it's prudential oh that doesn't I don't you know, know. on your yeah. first accident and they were like with geico or state farm or progressive <laughs> so they were they're gonna get an insurance hike which is a bummer. I mean, it's not like it was their fault. It's true. So And people died, which means one of them at least is probably going to go away for un- involuntary manslaughter. <laughs> so, Well, they're robots. Yeah, you're right. They can last a while. Uh, it doesn't really matter. They're kind of fleshy because you know, we've seen the inside of uh, disemboweled uh, raptors. Or not raptor. Uh, uh, raider. Raider. So we know that they're kind of fleshy, gross things. But can they really put a raider in prison? Maybe they just take out the fleshy part and put it in prison. Mm. You f- flesh bob, throw you yeah. in the brig. <laughs> Sit there and do whatever you do. Yeah. Don't blob too hard. Don't blob too hard, yes. So some of the, they lost one or two raptors, I believe. One of them made it back. Yep. And then, however, Chief, the, the raptor containing Chief Callie crashed down in Gaius and a few other people crashed yes. to the planet. So this is where we resume the episode. Crash down did exactly what his name <laughs> he is. He sure did. He crashed down. <laughs> uh, so Gaius. Okay, so yeah, everyone's like, oh my God, we exploded or we're going to explode. There's fire. Everyone's bleeding. Mm-hmm. Gaius is trapped inside the raptor with fire blocking his path out while the others have like gone out. Right. Six appears in a white dress and tells him to take her hand and he reaches through the fire and steps through in a daze and crash down is there being like hey man wake up right gotta get away from this it's gonna blow up he was getting ready to kiss crash down he weird. was crash down would have been like Ooh, excuse me uh, we're just friends <laughs> excuse me i just want to let you know that i'm flattered but uh, <laughs> i like women and i know you have long hair and a very slender body but <laughs> i'm just i just don't think i can get there with you i'm sorry I think Gaius is a game for anybody, to be honest. Um, and then <laughs> we don't know, though. We don't. And then he steps through, and they get away just as the raptor explodes behind them. And then Gaius just passes out. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Must be nice. To it pass must out. must be nice. To pass out on a grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ty... Back on Galactica. Thank you. Sorry. There's did, a lot of different places. Did in this he one. beam down? I mean, I was just wondering, you know. Shut up. They're on the fracking planet. <laughs> They're on the fracking ship. Colonel Ty is exasperated that Starbuck did her own thing and jumped away. Mm-hmm. And Adama thinks that she was coerced by Rosalind. And Which is not, he's not wrong. Yes. However, Ty is like, Nobody can coerce Hirsch. I've tried. Maybe he's as bad at coercion. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> so Adama calls Rosalind and she's like, yep, sure did. <laughs> ah, there you go. And at like, least she didn't lie. He's like, are you sh- kidding me? <laughs> are you fracking kidding me? <laughs> she, she fracking coerced Starbuck. <laughs> so much coercion in this fracking ship. <laughs> So much fracking conversion. Conver- conversion. Conversions. <laughs> Coercion. Now people are Jewish when they were Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talked about conversions. <laughs> that is good. I like that one. Oh. So, <laughs> Adama says he's going to terminate her presidency for going against the military decision. And converting. <laughs> and converting. <laughs> converting to Judaism. She says, if you want to stage a coup, you just have to come to arrest her. And you have to do it in front of the entire press. Oh, stage a coup. Okay. Yes, stage a coup. I thought you said stage a coup, which brings <laughs> us to Star Wars. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got to Jakku. Jakku. So Adama orders to isolate Colonial One and prepare a strike te- team. 
If she can turn Starbuck against them, she's capable of anything. <gasps> I wrote strike time. That's why I hesitated for a second. And I was like, that's not correct. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be strike time. Strike time. <laughs> that's what Lee says when he gets on the <laughs> ship. <laughs> it's strike time for the strike team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then he dabs. Which... Uh, Strike time. I didn't really make this linear except the ending, so I'm gonna bounce around just to silent occupied Caprica a few times. Okay, just keep the microphone in front of you because when you start bouncing around, you get away from it, you get this sound going on. I'm not gonna literally bounce. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm bouncing around in my notes. Gotcha. But guess what? There's a lot more action on silent occupied Caprica this time around. There is because Starbucks there. I know. And now there's a reason to now be there. Now there's a reason that we care about it. <laughs> Sorry, Hilo. But Starbuck, she's the star of this show. It's true. Starbuck. So it's been 51 days for Hilo on Caprica. Sharon leads him to a museum, aka where the Arrow of Apollo is. Is that like the day after he shot? You I, don't, think? I don't remember. Because is it like 50, 50 days to lose a girl? <laughs> 50 first dates no 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 what you know the movie like 10 days to lose a man or something how to lose a guy in 10 days, 10 days. Here you go. so this must be how to lose a girl in 50 days <laughs> there you go and then drag her along <laughs> and then keeping the hope alive so so, as we know, the Era of Apollo is the only clue that leads to the location of Earth, supposedly. Right. According to their scriptures. Yep. Hilo is just exasperated because he just wants to go back to Galactica. He doesn't give a frack about this fracking arrow. Wow. I mean, that's his attitude. He doesn't know about the arrow. He doesn't. And she's like, you're only alive because I kept you alive, so take that tough guy attitude and shove it up your ass. Yep. That's what she said. Starbuck. She couldn't have said butthole or bum. She's sassy. Or brown eye. She, gross. <laughs> Starbuck is in her sphincter. Is in her Cylon Raider, and she jumps to her spot, and she finds Caprica. Well, at first she thought she didn't. Yeah, at first she thought she didn't. Yeah, but you just need to make a little right. <laughs> it's hard to tell in the Raider. Had she made a left at Caprica, she would have been way off base, just like Bugs Bunny. Aw, beans. <laughs> Except he always did it at Albuquerque. <laughs> Sharon says she's nervous, and Hilo rolls his eyes that because, you know, she can't be nervous, but she can't have feelings. Mm-hmm. And Sharon says she does have feelings, and their relationship is important, and that she not only has feelings, but she has feelings for him. And not only that, mm-hmm. she prego. But she's pregnant. But she's but she's a robot. But she's pregnant. But but she's a robot. <laughs> but she's pregnant. So was she gonna give birth to nanobots? Oh, that's how it happened. <laughs> now I got it. Yeah. See, they get pregnant, they give birth to nanobots, and then the nanobots can infect somebody, and it's quite obvious that Six was pregnant before. But then whilst pregnant, they copulated again and then he got infected by nanobots that see it all tracks now yeah it totally tracks let's go let's move on we're back on galactica now yes we're gonna go back uh we are ftling all over the place yeah we are adama goes to talk to boomer he has a special mission for her and she says she's ready and she successfully did not bring up fight club Got to give her props for that. Because <laughs> that's the first rule of Fight Club. Is you don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, because of her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because as, as happened last episode, she shot herself in the cheek. Like yep. Edward Norton in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. But he talked about Fight Club. She didn't. It's true. She's better. I don't know that's why. That's why she's ready I don't know mission. why I said talk. Like talk. <laughs> All Bostonian, but I did. She probably because it was Edward Norton, and for some reason that brought me to people that are Bostonian. I don't know how. I just accept it. Thank you. (laughs) 
he Adama wants Boomer to like jump to Kobol and take care of the base star, which is exactly what Starbuck was supposed to do, but instead she like jumped Caprica. Right. So she made a wrong turn. <laughs> Oops. She went a little too far. Should have made her right. So Apollo's getting ready to go for Colonial One with his strike time. <laughs> yep. And while Boomer and Racetrack are ready to jump to Kobol. And then they jump away. Boom. Boop. More like. It's probably a more accurate. Yeah. Fine. That is actually pretty accurate. Thank you. And creepy. <laughs> well, I didn't tell you I worked on the show doing sound effects. <laughs> you didn't know that? I did. I'm just like rolling in the dough from that, you know. Wow. Money that just keeps coming in. Uh huh. All because I made that one sound. Congrats. Over and over on again. Your For whatever reason, they didn't re- record it. They so made that you they do could it just every replay time. it. They made me do it every time. Yeah. It was annoying. I had to come in, sit in front of a mic much like this one, and do that mm-hmm. every time there was an FTL jump in the show. Mm-hmm. And you no, know, I can't do it. <laughs> it's not a good noise. That was more like a communicator going <laughs> off in Star Trek or something. Maybe. Star Trek? Star, yeah, Star Trek, you know, the track that has a bunch of stars on it. Uh-huh. Some people call it the Walk of Fame. <laughs> in, in Hollywood? California, yeah. I was thinking of the one Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> there's no stars in that one. I mean, there's stars, but there's no stars. No physical stars, yeah. but there are celebrity stars. stars. Yes. It's true. So... Rosalind on Colonial One tells everyone to go hide in the cargo hold because this is her choice, but Billy stands with his president. Which makes everybody else do it because if Billy's going to do it, they're all going to do it. Yeah. He ate the checks (laughs) and he will stand there with the president. If Billy will eat it, they'll all eat it. It's true. It's lead, by the way, that they're going to eat, possibly, when a flurry of bullets come at them. All right, so which dramatic thing do you want to do first? Starbuck or Boomer? And by Boomer, do you mean Boomer on the... Boomer and Racetrack. Uh, Starbuck. We'll do Starbuck first? All yes, right. please, because <clears throat> I want to savor the Boomer for last. Okay. So, Starbuck is, arrives on the planet. She injects herself with some rad raids, whatever they're called in Fallout. Yep, yep. <laughs> the anti-radiation medicine mm-hmm. and starts her search for the arrow. She, you know, looks around the ruins of the museum and finds the arrow still in its case. She shoots the glass, which I feel like was a little bit. She just wanted to get in and out. It was better than trying to hit it. True. Maybe it, maybe she knew something we didn't know. Like it was extra tough glass so that people can't punch it and break it. True. However, I feel like, she made a lot of noise, or a lot of ruckus, and it alerted some. But she was going to make a ruckus either way because it, is it was safety class. Yeah. And when it fell, it fell in many little tiny pieces. Mm-hmm. True. So she shoots the glass, she takes the arrow out, and a six shows up behind her. She goes for her gun, but six punches her in the face. Yeah, I thought that six looked more like a nine, nine and a half. But okay. <laughs> I mean, she's really hot, but <laughs> she is number six. Mm-hmm. Six is too fast for her and keeps on running away, and they keep fighting each other and missing each other. Was she wearing heels in this scene? Six? I can't remember. I shook my head yes for those that didn't hear that. My beans must be locked in place today. Because you asked me if six, and I shook my head yes, and mm-hmm. this is an audio podcast. Oh, and then yeah. You- responded to my shaking i just felt the need to explain to everybody oh, I get it. I that get i had it. given a positive guess yes to you in the form of a rattling head gotcha because if she was running in uh high heels i, I must say she was running in at least some sort of heel because it is six and she's very fancy yeah i'm just gonna say you know she's going fast pretty impressive running in those heels also, it's funny because, like, Katie Sackoff and Trisha Helfer are, like, BFF, so it's kind of funny to watch them beat the shit out of each other because mm-hmm. they're such good well, friends. one of them was getting beat more than the other. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. 
that's yeah that's my next note is that uh they do some hand-to-hand combat but six is way stronger Mm -hmm. and but starbuck won't give up and she just keeps on fighting even though she is bleeding and getting her ass beat (laughs) yeah she's bloodied she yes it's just gonna be so nerdy and i'm so sorry for this but she needs a good cleric to come and sing her a song to heal her i'm just just saying you know because she's bloodied right now so she needs a you know a hot roll dungeons and dragons yeah D &D. yeah Cool. Good. Okay. Uh, so she's getting the shit kicked out of her. Six barely has a scratch. And then Hilo and Six appear just as Starbuck tackle Six through a hole in the floor. You mean Hilo and Sharon? Yeah. Did I say that? You had said Hilo and Six. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know he traded in. <laughs> he got a different model. <laughs> Hilo and Sharon appear just as Starbuck tackle Six through the hole in the floor. <laughs> this one's got a lot of mileage on it. It's <laughs> time to get a new one. <laughs> Traded it in. Got a good price. Had some down payment money. Now I no longer have a Sharon. I have a six. Better gas mileage. Looks cooler. Taller, blonder. Taller, yeah. Got that white trim. (laughs) Hilo jumps down into the hole to help Starbuck, and we see that six has been stabbed in the fall. And I think with the arrow as well. She had a knife in her chest or in her middle. I didn't catch any of that. And there was an arrow. I couldn't tell if the arrow was sticking out of her. It was just like resting. I think the arrow was in her hand. Okay. Maybe she got impaled by rubble. Well, she definitely had a knife in her. So did. So Starbuck had a knife, I think, and took Uh, it out the last second. And that's why she tackled her. So she stabbed her with it. And and to make sure she could get through her thick robot-like skin, she made sure to stab her while jumping her down a hole. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think so. And then using her body as protection, much mm-hmm. like Austin Powers. Exactly. Used. Robin um, swallows. swallows. Yes. F- you know, maiden name Spitz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hilo is just so surprised to see Starbuck. And then they hug each other and he helps her up. He's like, oh, I didn't expect to see you here. And I'll save you. It's just a cute little mini reunion. Yeah. But then Starbuck looks up. And sees Sharon. And sees Sharon. Who is clearly on the Battlestar. Yes. With a bullet wound in her cheek. Yes. So, Not her arm like this one. Right. So now she knows. She grabs Hilo's gun and starts to shoot her. And Hilo stops her. And he says he can't shoot her because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Starbuck is just like shocked and screams and cries no. Yep. And that's all we got at Caprica. Luckily, no hands were cut off in this scene. And uh, there was no lightsaber. It's true. And nobody claimed to be her father. <laughs> um, let's see. Before I get to Boomer. Because, you know, that's the most famous no. No. I think that most people, you know. It's true. Can't be true. This was a good scream no, though. <clears throat> it was, was, yes. a good visceral I like a good visceral lady scream. Yeah. I shared an article earlier today on Facebook about, someone wrote about the visceral. Lady scream? Lady screams in Midsummer and in Big Little Lies. And I was like, yes, I want more of these. Okay. And Hereditary had some good ones too. I'll practice it. You're not a lady. (laughs) That's never stopped me from singing the girl (laughs) part of A Whole New World. So, you know. (laughs) I can do a lady visual visceral scream if I try hard enough. All right. I'll practice just for you. Oh, good. So. Now do we do boom? Not yet. I'm going to okay. do the other people first. Rosalind <laughs> is ready to be ducked by the Galactical sh- sh- la 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 soldiers. Yep. And she says she'll, she will not yield. And Billy and Dee are talking over their phones. And they're like, hey. Make make him stand down. Hey, make her stand down. And they're just arguing, but I it's know. cute. It's cute, yeah. It's very cute. Uh, um, to be in love and young. <laughs> and in the Galactica, or the colonial one. Yeah. He has to hang up once the soldiers arrive. And Ty, Colonel Ty and Lee arrive to take Rosalind into custody, but Lee decides that this is wrong. So then he pulls his gun on Ty, mm-hmm. which is a mutiny. Mm-hmm. 
And then Lee says he's listening to his instincts and he doesn't want to sacrifice democracy just because the president makes a bad decision. Right. And Rosalind's just like, everybody just put their guns down. She doesn't want to have any bloodshed on her ship. Mm -hmm. So then she lets Colonel Ty arrest her and then he also arrests Lee. Right. And then they take them back to Galactica. Seems legit. Hi. Did 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 we get something wrong, Suki? What did we do wrong? Hey. Well, now she doesn't want to tell us. I know. Us. Now she's going to be when, silent. When we're not paying attention to her. She's right. all talkative, telling us how we screwed up. But when she <laughs> has the opportunity to fix it, nothing. Oh, there. Oh, the yeah. 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 She says she's Mike shy is what she said. Are you Mike shy? <laughs> really? But you're so talkative all the time. Oh, my God. Yep. We're getting that. That was a purr. Uh-huh. So, on Cobol, uh-huh. Gaius is still alive, even though he passed out on the field. He was just taking a cat nap. Um, and he says that Head Six saved his life, and she wants him to return the favor. Right, okay. So he takes her hand again and stands up. Mm-hmm. And she leads him to some ruins in a field. Right. Anyway. And he recognizes them. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. That's going to be our ending, our finale of the finale. Okay. I know, I'm jumping around a lot. That can't be the finale of the finale, because the finale of the finale has to be the finale of the finale. (laughs) That makes sense to you. It's all weaved together in the end. I I made a separate section just for the end part. Okay. So, Boomer and Racetrack, this is the other piece of the puzzle. Boomer Uh and Racetrack arrive at the base star. With the other, um, with their Cylon tech on board and it holds and the other Cylons don't question it. Right. Um, so they're ready to release their nuke, but the weapon release is jammed. God. Of course. This always happens with aliens. Happened in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. It's happening in Battlestar Galactica. I'm sure if I thought hard enough, I could find another show slash movie in which the weapon jammed. Maybe Alien or Aliens. I don't know. Star Wars. Who the knows? The most recent episode of The Walking Dead. Gun jammed. Mm. A lot of jams. So many jams, jams. really put you in a jam. They sure do. You just got jammed. <laughs> Strawberry. No, it was raspberry. Yep. It was raspberry and space balls. I hate that movie. Only one person would give me the raspberry. I don't like that movie. <gasps> Lone Star. That's what happens. That's the scene. Mm-hmm. And scene. Boomer says they can dock inside the base star and just release the bomb manually and drop the nuke inside the ship that way. Racetrack is very much not into this idea, but they got to do it. Hey, man, it's going to work. I have high confidence. <laughs> so they fly inside the base star and they land. They land. Mm-hmm. Boomer steps out and she says, says she'll close the door. If she's not back in five minutes, take off without her or whatever. Right. She starts searching around. She notices the ground is kind of squishy and it kind of looks alive like the raider did inside. Yep. So I wonder all if like all, of their, all of their spaceships are alive. Fleshy. Fleshy creatures. Skin papers with corners. Now, that's the one thing Cylons do differently. All of their squares are square. <laughs> they don't have hexagons. <laughs> they don't have hexagons or octagons, actually. But continue. So she releases the nuke. But mm-hmm. then once she does, she hears someone say, Sharon? Uh oh. She walks forward and Racetrack is like, What the hell are you doing? Get back on the ship. Right. But then. Several naked mm-hmm. Sharons yeah. come out of the shadows of the ship. Yes, and they stayed in the shadows <laughs> conveniently for this. Yes, scene. the the boobs and the vagine were not shown, but yeah. you could tell they were naked. They were naked. Yeah, you could tell by the silhouette of yes, their the silhouettes, the shadows, clothless hips. They come. They come over to her. One of them takes her helmet off, and they and she's just like, "I'm not a Cylon. I'm Sharon Valeri." And then she 
lists all these reasons about why she cannot be a Cylon, like her whole backstory and history. Her parents, yeah, a little bit. Parents, etc. But then they're just the other Sharons are just kind of amused, and they say, "Destiny catches up to you, and we love you, Sharon. We always will." Mm. It's very creepy. It is. I and couldn't imagine, you know, having a relationship that was a loving one with the, my with twin, or in this case, I don't know what I don't know what what's what's the thing that you would put before tuplets if it was like fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> fifth tuplets? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Boomer is, you know, understandably freaking out, and she runs back to the raptor. Mm-hmm. She yells at rap at crash or racetrack. Too yep. many. Close the hatch. Don't turn around. And all the Sharons are just kind of chilling on the chilling on the dock, naked, naked still. still yeah. As they take off, one bends down to investigate the nuke, and then it goes off. Yep. And the whole base ship explodes. Completely. They did it. Yay. Boomer and Racetrack return to the Galactica. Boomer reports that the base star is history. Mission accomplished. And Adama says, yay, finally some good news. Yeah. Woohoo. After all this bad news of mutinies and Starbuck running Other away. mutinies. Yeah. Indeed. A win. We got it. Put a W in that column. Woohoo! So, yes, on Kobol, mm-hmm. Six is leading Gaius through the ruins, and he says, "I know this place." And she says, "Of course you do." This is also another one of my favorite musical tracks that's playing in the scene. Okay. Okay. You know. Yep. You know that song. I got you. When he walks through, it changes into the opera house. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very fancy, ornate building inside, and then it opens up to a big like theater space, right? With lots of chairs and a stage. Six is still leading him through this place. Mm-hmm. They walk down the rows of seats toward the stage, and Six says, "Life has a melody, a rhythm of notes that become your existence once they're placed in harmony with God's plan. Mm-hmm. It's time to do your part and realize your destiny. You are the guardian and protector of the new generation of God's children. The first member will be with us soon. Come see the face of the shape of things to come. Mm-hmm. So they go up on the stage to an illumina- illuminated baby crib. And he looks into it. And he's shocked by whatever he sees. And then he starts kissing Six. I would presume it was a baby. Yes, obvious. And this is how we know she's nanobots. Because she's still on the network stuff. And now she knows that one of them is pregnant. She can tell Gaius that from her nanotechnology. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, she's connected, man. She's a, she's a otherworldly she's on, being. She's on sci-fi. That's silent Wi-Fi. Sci-fi. <laughs> and... And uh, she's a and, religious entity. Nah, she's there's connected. no way. There's no she's way that if the nanobots, the, no, she knows. the Cylons don't know about this place. She knows, but she knows about the. She's in his head, and she's connected to sci-fi, and <laughs> and she now knows that Sharon on a Cylon-occupied Caprica is got a bun in the oven. But I'm sorry. <laughs> it's obviously a toaster. A toaster. <laughs> toaster in the oven (laughs) easy sorry no because it's going to be a baby so she's got an easy bake oven in the oven (laughs) okay in the in the the oven (laughs) she's got an easy bake oven in the toaster uh (laughs) but (laughs) i lost my argument (laughs) i got distracted by buns i'll help you find it where is it let's look under the pillows (laughs) (laughs) no because like she- <laughs> still giggling about the easy bake yes, oven and the toaster it's, aren't you <laughs> it's it's no because she's like a religious entity and there's no way to tell that that baby is supposed to be sharon's and helos it could be another future prophecy baby that is gaius and sixes <laughs> you don't know but she said it's on its way she knows yeah but what if six is pregnant somewhere is she she's a nano what's she gonna give birth not to? nanos not that not head a transistor six. no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not head six the caprica six the one that he had a relationship with on caprica oh but she dead she's not dead though but she dead no she's not 
She's in the show oh, the again. the other one's She's dead. in the that's show right. again later. This was the mean one. The, that's the mean one. Gotcha. Caprica 6 is the one that was in love with Gaius. Gotcha, gotcha. She may have killed a baby, though. But So that was not that was. She mean. did kill a baby. Yeah. But that Caprica is a good Cap, Or that 6 is a good 6. Right. But well, they're all good 6s because they all look good. They are. They're hot. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Religious shit. Uh-huh. And about No. <laughs> Adama leads Rosalind. Okay, back on Glasgow. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Adama leads Rosalind to her cell, and he closes her in there. Then he goes back up to the CIC where Boomer is there, asking what's going on. And well, sorry. he gives a glaring look at his son. Someone says, "You've missed a lot, or you've been gone a while, or whatever." Right. And then Lee's also standing there in cuffs, yeah. handcuffs. Yeah, restrained. <sighs> I don't like this part. Why not? It's stressful. I knew it was coming, and I still was like, Ugh. "Okay." Uh, Adama. Oh, you mean when the gag was screwed up? I know what you're talking about. Okay. Adama congratulates Boomer and Racecheck for their successful mission. Mm-hmm. Shakes race tracks. Shakes race tracks hand. Hand, yep. And then when he goes to shake Boomer's hand, she raises a gun and shoots him. And that's you know, that's the problem with the real looking guns. I mean, initially she was going to pull the trigger and a little flag that said bang was supposed to come out, <laughs> but she messed up and grabbed the wrong one, Stephanie. Uh-huh. And then just to test to make sure she still had the wrong one, she pulled the trigger again. She did. And in fact, it is not the one that has the bang flag in it. <laughs> sure. He falls back onto the sea ice, onto the whatever thing. Yep, yep. The big pillar in the middle of the, the room. table table and then yeah she shoots him again and then someone tackles her finally to make her stop testing her gun right her gag gun yeah exactly meanwhile we keep seeing gaius and six making out heavily on this opera stage mm-hmm. and then in the cic lee and ty are trying to staunch the bleeding and uh-huh. then gata's on the phone calling for help right boomer seems really confused as right. she's looking at the scene and then this is the part that that got me was D was just there holding Adama's hand and just like in tears and like talking to him. Cheating on Billy already? <laughs> what the heck? She's not cheating on Billy. What she likes older men? This young guy. She loves Adama. He's like her oh, dad. Okay, okay. He's like a dad figure. Gotcha. And then Lee is like sobbing on his head, mm-hmm. and Adama's just bleeding out on this table. Well, he just got shot twice. Yeah. In the gut. Right. The end. Darn gag gun problems the end yep that's all you get it's you we get the credits i mean you do get they the come credits. by you mm-hmm. know when they tell you who was in the show who wrote it it's true but you were left with that Mm-hmm. so the end of the show forever yeah, <laughs> just kidding adama's dead now that adama's dead there can be no more seasons that's all Someone has a baby. We'll never solve the mystery of the nanobots. And And whether or not the arrow does anything for real other than look like an arrow. Yep. Bye. (laughs) You have any fun facts? I do. Okay. The interior. The first one being there's a season two, of course. Yes, there is a season two. We will do it in a few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We will start it in a little while. There's actually four seasons, so this joke will not work anymore. Oh, okay. Until it's actually over. The interior location of the Opera House is the Orpheum Theater in Vancouver, British Columbia. Very nice. This is a popular filming location. It was also used in an episode of The X-Files called Lazarus, which I also knew that. Just from your brain bits? Just from my brain bits because I've seen X-Files a gazillion times. Mm -hmm. You watch a lot of things a gazillion times. Like, how old are you? I mean, you, you must, it must be like, I mean, you've got to be older than Angel. I'll never tell. You, you've got to be, you've got to be older than I have a really good Victor. skincare routine. <laughs> it's called blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a Countess Bathory. I do you have in, a, I bathe in blood. Do you have a painting of yourself that is slowly aging as you remain young and supple? I would never tell you because I don't want you to look at it and destroy it. No, no, when you look at it. Oh yeah, I look at it, you. that's right. Anybody else can look upon it, but you wouldn't want them to because you're a nasty old hag in that photo. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm beautiful. No, yeah, here, but in the uh-huh. photo, oh my god, <laughs> Dorian, rude. Rude. Dorian Gray, rude. <laughs> That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Don't look at my photo because I want to keep watching shows and movies forever. You have to look at your photo. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I can tired. look at it. I can look at it and realize missing the what is Bolo the beauty <laughs> that I'm seeing. Not in the photo. <laughs> okay. Don't show me the photo I would ever. never. <laughs> you can be the keeper of the photo since you're also I... a vampire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe I messed it up twice. <laughs> in my defense, it's after 10 o'clock on a Thursday. It is. And I'm tired. A school night. There are now 47,887 survivors, a net loss of 10 since part one. I didn't think that, uh, I was watching for that, and I didn't think that number ever came off the right side of the screen. I must have missed it. Yeah, somebody noticed it. Yep. According to Ron Moore's podcast, he is the creator, Mm -hmm. during the Starbucks Six Fight Mm -hmm. in the Delphi Museum, Mm -hmm. Katie Sackhoff and Trisha Helfer themselves actually performed the entire fight scene with no stunt doubles. That's pretty cool. That's how they became best friends. Probably. It was the first ever fight club. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Is that, does that That's end all I got. the facts of fun? How many Cylons are there? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> I saw all the Sharons come out and I was like. And I dreaded this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm not going back and counting. I mean, so we got four. Six, six, Sharon, Sharon. Yeah. But then, <clears throat> I don't know, was it like 10? At least 10 to 15. Was, this is so many of Because them. there was like seven or eight at first, and then like more showed up in the darkness. Right. So yeah, I'd say like 10 to 15 Sharons. I couldn't concentrate. They were all naked. <laughs> I'm not taking that excuse, Brad. Well, why? <laughs> Your job is to count the Cylons. <laughs> but they were naked. It was really difficult. Uh, and then the ones there stroking a nuke. Come on. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> While naked. Uh, <laughs> How do you expect me to keep my mind on that? That's true. It was a rather phallic nuke uh-huh. that she was stroking. <laughs> Well, naked. And Ugh. she's hot, so, you know. Yes, she's very attractive. They all were. Mm-hmm. All, all ten of the same person <laughs> were mm-hmm. very attractive. Mm-hmm. They had the good makeup on. I mean, they, they all looked phenomenal. Models. Every last one of them. Oh, I thought I was, like, bleeding. It's just slurpy. I thought you had a blue one. I did, but because I tried the red one, but it was just Hold like. Hold on. <laughs> you bleed blue? I am from St. Louis. Oh, nice. <laughs> Tea. No, I I tried the red one, the cherry. I wanted cherry, uh-huh. but it was just like, it just came out like juice. I was like, oh no. So I tried to like dump it out. Right. And then it splashed onto my foot. Okay. And that's what that is. It's, instead of it. Okay. Instead of blood. Yeah. This is slurp. It's just slurp. Slurp juice. Red slurp. It's slurp blood. It's 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 the dead slurpy blood mm-hmm. because it's not slurpied. Yeah. R.I.P. Slurpy. R.I.P. Perpy. Yep. So we would really appreciate it if you <laughs> like the show, if you could go on iTunes and, you know, rate us, maybe review us. Uh, that way people will have an easier time of finding us because that'll push us up the ranks. You can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. Uh, tweet about the show using the hashtag SeeingDouble and uh, let people know about episodes you like or anything. You can email us at CDoublePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us suggestions for things you'd like us to to do. Uh, tell us stories about maybe some the doubles you may have seen. There's always a double story somewhere, right? And or, you know, tell us what we got wrong. <laughs> or tell us we're doing a good job. 
or that sun, would be nicer. Or send sun bears. Because I know that we haven't put out a call for Stephanie's love of sun bears in quite a while. It's true. Yes. You can follow Steph on her socials at Steph plus verb. Those are all words. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. I just don't want people to think it's an actual Yeah, some people do think sign. it's a yeah. plus sign. So it's S-T-E-P-H-P-L-U-S-V-E-R-B. Yep. Jinx. Yep. You, you owe me a, well, I guess I owe you a Coke. Yep. Damn. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth, the guy that owes Stephanie a Kretz a Coke. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>